Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. We are standing for Christ and for Christ until the very end. Amen. Amen. We are not going to give up on our Savior. He did not give up on us. Amen. And so, That brings us to today's lesson. We need to put some respect on it. On what you may ask on the name of God. Because let me tell you, people in this world who are being deceived by Satan does not take God's name seriously. They do not. And what's even worse is that some in the body of Christ do not respect his name as well. So before we get started, let us always remember the facts that our Father in heaven sent the Lord Jesus Christ to this sin-sick, dark, vile, laden of a world to die for the sins of many. Christ Jesus, my Lord, willingly laid down his life as a sacrifice to appease the wrath of holy God whose people sinned continuously. Jesus took the punishment that was rightly due to us because we racked up and stacked up God's wrath against us because we didn't know how to stop sinning and put it down and keep it down. Jesus shed blood on the cross was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven. And through his blood sacrifice, Jesus made atonement for our sins, reconciling us back to the Father. And through his shed blood, 
we can have forgiveness of our sins, people. Jesus died on the cross and then he was buried. This is the gospel. And then on the third day, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he was resurrected from the grave. God in heaven rose Jesus out of the grave. And through his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus has set us free, hallelujah, from the control and power that sin had over us our entire lives. He, de he defeated death by his resurrection, amen. We must believe this gospel we must repent of our sins, forsake them, and never to return back to the vomit. According to Second Peter chapter 2, way down near at the bottom, like from verse 20 on. Amen. We must ask God when we when we come to Christ. When we were steep in our sins, we come to God to ask for forgiveness of our sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We must now have a change of mind where sin and where God is concerned. God hates sin. We must hate sin as much as God hates it. God is holy. God is just and righteous. Therefore, we must hate sin. We must do a 180 degree turn and go back to God. That is what repentance is all about. We must respond. To Jesus' finished work at the cross with a resounding yes and with total acceptance. Receive him as our Lord and Savior. Because let me tell you, without Jesus, there will be no salvation. There will be no reconciliation. And there will be no eternal life. Everything hinges on whether or not you repent. You must believe that Jesus died for your sins and turn back to God. And you must believe that Jesus rose out of that grave and that he is very much alive today, sitting at the right hand of God the Father in heaven. And from there, that place, he is awaiting to make his enemies, his footstool. Glory be to God. Amen. That was the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, we can shut it down right after that because I'm feeling the Holy Spirit. Amen. Before we get into Today's lesson, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
hallowed be thy name, Father. We want you and we love you, Father. Help us to understand what it was, what it all meant, and how this gospel is changing lives every day. Father, it changed my whole entire life. Father, I thank you for this gospel. Thank you for sending Jesus. And Father, with today's lesson, help us to understand how we should respect your name. Your name is holy and it is righteous and it is good and it is sacred. Father, we should not be disrespecting your holy name. And so, Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit give us understanding. Give us understanding what your name means, Father. Tell us the truth. Tell us how we should honor your name above any name that was ever given. Father, we thank you and I ask for wisdom and discernment. Teach me, Father. I'm willing. I'm willing to learn. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so where do we go from here? Because this, that's right, Holy Spirit, thank you. <laughs> this is a tough subject that has to be handled delicately, delicately, delicately with delicacy. How about that? With delicacy, with the utmost reverence. We can't be playing around with this subject. And so I am humbled. I am humbled that I believe that the Holy Spirit wants me to touch on this. Because for me, I'm seeing the name of God just being disrespected like it don't mean nothing. I mean, just YouTube alone. I'm constantly having to tell my youngest son, turn it off. Shut that video down. We ain't doing that. Because all you hear is OMG this, Jesus Christ that, holy this. And like, I'm like, don't these people, <clears throat> don't these people know, <clears throat> excuse me, don't these people know any other phrase to say to express shock? I mean, just say, I mean, if you're going to say anything, just say, oh my word. Oh my goodness, why do you have to drag God's name in it where it's just so being used? Just flip it. So, Jesus said, okay, let's get on with the lesson. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep 
my commandments. He said, keep my commandments. Because you see, it's all about respect. It's all about honor. It's all about a call to duty. Hold on, let me take a sip because my throat already <clears throat> is trying to act up. Hold on. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to have to get back to my tea. Yeah, I, I got to rest this throat. Amen. So now look, it's all about the respect. It's all about the honor. It's all about a call to duty. And what is the call to duty? Well, we see this in Romans 12, 1 through 2. And I'm reading from the New Living, the New Living Translation, where it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. We are to be a living sacrifice unto God. Why? Because we love him and respect his holy name. And that is why Jesus says that if you love me, then obey my commandments. It's just as simple as that because built in there is the expectation and the implication that we will obey him because we respect him and we love him. And thus and so we will do whatever he asks of us. And let, and let us be clear, okay? Anything that Christ Jesus or God the Father or us being prompted by the Holy Spirit Anything, and I mean anything they ask us to do, do it. Do it. Because the Bible tells us that his commands are not burdensome to us. And so if you think that they are, that is because you are still in some sin, my friend. Because otherwise, it's nothing to obey God when you put when you have put the sin away, and when you're not even thinking about practicing sin anymore. Not that you won't sin, but is a choice now that I don't want to sin. Yeah, I can go back down to the club. Yeah, I can smoke this weed. 
yeah, I can go sleep with Bob tonight, but you know what? Nah, I don't want to. Why? Because I respect my God and I don't want to sin against him anymore, any longer. I don't. And so if we look at the Lord's prayer, okay, what does hallowed be thy name mean? Look, when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray in Luke 11, 1, he responded with what has been called the Lord's Prayer, or sometimes the disciples' prayer. Jesus' model prayer began with, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we see that in Matthew 6, 9, because I wanted to talk and to highlight and spotlight God's name, that it is to be celebrated, that it is to be revered and kept holy and sacred. And so a few days ago, I did two lessons on Facebook that I want to talk about today. So listen, hallowed in the Greek, in the original Greek means to make, render, or declare as sacred or holy or, or to mentally venerate or revere. Amen. So when Jesus instructed his disciples to say, hallowed be thy name, he was declaring that God's name is holy and showing reverence to that name. Because you see, in Jewish culture, names were not simply a way to call a person, but rather Names were meant to reflect a person's character, to show the essence of his or her identity, and to declare that person's destiny. This cultural practice is seen when God changed Jacob's name. After they wrestled through the night, the name Jacob meant heel catcher or trickster. Beckoning back to his birth story, okay, God changed his name to Israel, meaning one who strives with God. And we see that in Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 to 28. So we see that Israel means one who strives with God. Ain't that the truth? Because the Old Testament is rife with story after stories about how Israel was constantly and I'm going to say it, I'm just going to say it like it is, constantly getting on God's nerves with their sins. <laughs> okay, come on now. Listen, likewise, in John 1.42, Jesus changed one of his disciples' name from Simon, meaning one who hears, 
to Peter, meaning rock, Petra. Amen. And so when Moses asked God what name he should tell the Israelites was the name of the God sending him to rescue them from Egypt, will God reply, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And we see this in Exodus 3.14. The name of God and the capital letters that are given is YHWH is linked to this concept of his self-existence. God's name was thought to be so holy that Jews would not utter it aloud for fear of profaning it. So the capital letters YHWH, also called the Tetragrammaton or written as Yahweh or Jehovah, simply became known as the name or Hashem in Hebrew. Even today, many Jews will write G hyphen D rather than God, G-O-D, in order to show reverence to God's name. The reason, the reason Jews, including our Lord Jesus express reverence to God's name is because of the way the name represents the person to whom it belongs. Saying that God's name is holy or expressing reverence towards it is the same as declaring God himself to be holy and worthy of our worship Amen. Let me say that again. God himself, it says, saying that God's name is holy or expressing reverence towards it is the same as declaring God himself to be holy and worthy of our worship. Amen. So we see that the phrase, Hallowed be thy name is meant to remind us that God is perfect, amen, pure, amen, holy, amen, and worthy of all praise and honor, amen, amen. It is a way to echo the angels in heaven who declare in Romans, I'm sorry, in Revelation 7, 12, when they said blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So look, however, not only was Jesus declaring that God's name is holy, he was also asking that God actively hallow his own name, making it set apart and venerated.
Amen. In this request, Jesus is asking that God visibly demonstrate his glory in order to increase his renown. It echoes the psalmist in Psalms 135.13 who says, Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your renown, O Lord, throughout all ages. Amen. So look, Jesus begins his prayer recognizing that God is a loving father who invites us into his presence. But then Jesus quickly draws attention attention to God's holiness, asking that God in, increase his renown. He shifts the focus of the prayer from us and places it squarely on God, asking that God would help the world see the extent of his glory, asking God to hallow his name is another way of asking that God would draw people to himself by demonstrating his glory and power in the world. The context for the rest of the prayer then is this desire for God to be glorified here on earth. In fact, the very phrase requests exactly that. So, hold on a second, people. So, the full prayer given in Matthew's account is, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. For yours is the kingdom. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And we see that in Matthew 6, 9, verses uh, 6, 9 through 13. Amen. So, the prayer begins and ends with the focus on God's glory, and each request in the middle can be understood as another way God can be glorified here on earth. So, the next time you recite the phrase, Hallowed be thy name, know that you are declaring that God is holy and worthy of praise and you are asking him to increase his glory here on earth with more people who will recognize his immeasurable worth amen and so i did another lesson about how god's name must be celebrated and kept holy People, we can't, listen, after all 
what God has done for us by sending Jesus to die in our place. Jesus took the punishment that was rightly due to us. Listen, God didn't have to do none of this. He could have just shut this whole thing down without even sending our Lord to save us. But the Bible says that in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave us, he gave us his only begotten son, Jesus, that whosoever shall believe on him should not perish. They shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen, the Bible also tells us this, that Jesus did not come into this world to condemn the world, but to save it by laying down his life as a ransom for us all. Jesus took on the full wrath of God on our behalf. He laid his life down as a, as a slaughtered lamb. And guess what? That appeased a holy God who said that the wages of sin is death and we keep playing with his name like it don't mean nothing. Listen, hallowed be thy name. Now, we just read in the prayer, okay, right? That that famous prayer, that that phrase, hallowed be thy name. Oh, we have heard that phrase throughout the years. We recognize it from the Lord's prayer. Listen, as a child, we all have prayed that prayer without any idea of what it really meant. What does hallow, H-A-L-L-O-W, what does that even mean? As I have grown in my understanding through the years, I have come to know and love this phrase and all that it means. And it wasn't until a few days ago that it hit home for me. Because it's like when you know something for years and years, not that it gets watered down, but we don't, we don't eat from it like how we ate from it on the first go round. It was like we were starving. And then we get this great big old meal and everything is just so good. And then we keep having that meal night after night after night. And then we look up, it's five years later. Yes, we still like the steak, but I had the steak. I appreciate the steak. The steak is good. But now I'm over here eating hamburgers. I'm learning more about the word of God. I'm getting deeper and deeper, eating more meat and more solid food that sometimes we may, and I don't want to say forget, we may sometimes put the rudiments, the basic teachings, maybe too 
the back burner, if you will. I mean, it's still keeping warm, but the front burners is where the the current food, if you will, is being cooked up every day. And so sometimes we just got to switch burners, right, Holy Spirit? And that is what I pray that us um, with this lesson will do for us to keep us grounded and keep us humble okay because i know sometimes we can be off and running with the preaching of the gospel and we just doing what god calls us to do sometimes we just need to take a pause and remember about his name and make sure we are keeping it holy and making sure that we have full understanding and and let me assure you this is teaching me too Amen. And so when we when we all pray that prayer as a child, right? Have you have you ever thought what hallowed mean? I mean, because sometimes I remember and I think I did this too, because I have read how others did this too when they recited it so quickly. Halloween be thy name, like Halloween be thy name. Like we'll just bypass over Halloween or 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 some may say hollow, like H-O-L-L-O-W. So maybe this will all give us some some good teaching, right? And so, like I said. We said this prayer for years. What does that mean? Because when Jesus when Jesus taught this prayer to his disciples, okay, he wasn't giving them he wasn't giving them like a prayer to memorize and repeat just for the sake of it, like as if it was like a magic chant or something. No, these words really mean something. Amen. Jesus was telling us the kind of things that he wanted us to pray. And the first thing he taught us to pray to pray was this phrase, hallowed be thy name. Amen. Because let us not forget that the Lord's prayer, as they call it, is a model prayer. Amen. And so the word hollow means, like we said earlier, it means to sanctify, to make holy. The phrase literally means sanctify the name or make holy the name. It is a call for us to worship. Jesus was telling us to lift up the greatness of God's name in prayer. Amen. There is something that you need to know about God. Okay. God really cares about the spread of his fame and the glory of his name in all the earth. Now, before you all have a conniption, this is not the same as prideful man who all they want is the accolades and the fame and the glory of their own own name. Oh, absolutely not. If anybody should get the credit, 
If anybody should get the glory, is God. Amen. And so it just stands the reason why why wouldn't he want his name to go out into the world so people can give him the glory all the glory goes to him and i don't care what the atheists say i don't care what the agnostic gotta say yes all glory goes to him if it was not for God Almighty in heaven, you would not have even been born to even open your mouth to even question why should he get all the glory. Then who else? Because <laughs> Satan tried it and you see what happened to him. Amen. So look, <laughs> get me started. <sighs> yes, God really cares about the spread of his name and the glory of, uh, uh, no, God really cares about the spread of his fame and the glory of his name in all the earth. He is completely and totally committed to the spread of his name in all the earth. Amen. Now, like I said, okay. This might sound conceited to you, but we are talking about God here, okay? He is a God who is absolutely and completely worthy of all of our praise and honor. Shut it down. Listen, the best thing for us is to know God's glory. Amen. Listen, it is a powerful it is a powerful thing when you approach God as his child and appeal to his own glory. Yep, he is powerfully motivated for the sake of his glory and reputation. If you know anything about marketing, you know that companies spend lots of money, millions, in order to develop name brand recognition. Come on now. Look, there are some there are some companies that even have global strategies to spread the name of their brand all over the face of the earth. Like who? Nike, McDonald's, Coca-Cola. Come on now. God is not going to be outdone by burgers and fries and a pair of sneakers. Oh, absolutely not. Listen, God wants a worldwide reputation for himself. He wants his name, glory be to God, to be hallowed all across this earth. Amen. Listen, God also reveals himself to us in scripture through his names. He is the one and same God, but... He reveals himself and his character through different names. El Elyon means the most high God, who is above all others. Jehovah Jireh means the Lord is our provider. Jehovah Rophi means the Lord is our healer. El Shaddai means God Almighty 
Listen, there are many other names for God as well, like Savior, Shepherd, Father, King, and Judge are just a few. As we come to know each of these names of God, we can come to know God in a more personal and intimate way as they each revealed something about who our God is. Amen. So look, when we pray, hallowed be his name, it is a prayer of worship to this great God of ours. I can reflect upon one or more of his many names and worship him for who he is. Notice the first request in the Lord's Prayer is this invitation to worship and exalt the name of our God. This is how we are called to enter into his presence. The first thing in prayer is not to ask God for anything that I want him to do for me. The first thing is to tell him how great he is. Glory be to God and how great his name is. In prayer, lift up that name in worship and pray that his name will become even greater in the world. Let his name be hallowed. Let his name be praised. There is no other name like the name of our God. Jesus has been given the name that is above every other name. May God's name be hallowed in our lives, our community, and all over this world. And that's the word of God. Amen. Amen. Okay, people, I think I, I, I'm going to end it right there. Okay, sometimes enough has been said. Amen. So, whenever we pray, let us always give reverence and honor and glory to God's name. His name should be lifted up. It should be praised. It should be venerated. It should be revered. And it should be kept holy and sanctified. Amen. Amen. Okay, people, repent. Stop sinning. Believe that Christ Jesus, our risen Lord, who is alive today, that he died for your sins, turn back to God and henceforth obey him with everything that is within you. So, Lord willing, until next time, I'll speak to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye